Radio Primavera Sound at Primavera LA with support from Cupra. Welcome to Radio Primavera Sound from Primavera LA. My name is Ben Cardew and today I bring you 30 minutes of conversation with Sherelle, a London DJ who brought 160 BPM madness to Primavera LA um, and the crowd eating out of her hand. We discussed the return of Jungle, the art of DJing, and what it was like becoming big as a DJ during COVID. Sherelle, it's an absolute pleasure uh, to be here with you today. Um, you played an amazing set earlier. Uh, we were just talking about it a bit, but um, what did you think of the set? Do you enjoy it? I really enjoyed it. Um, it's an absolute pleasure, obviously, coming back to LA. Um, the show that I did quite, not that long ago, actually, I think, I believe in March, was like really amazing. It was for ESP Institute. Um, so shout out Heidi Lorden and Love Fingers. But yeah, it's nice to be back in LA and have a really nice time, basically, for Primavera has per. I'm kind of interested in what, what Americans make of your of your music um, because, well, obviously you've got like Footworks, American Techno's American, but you've got lots of jungle and drum and bass, very kind of British. How like how do they respond normally? It seems I feel like uh, the US audience are really receptive, um, and at the moment it's there's a beautiful thing going on with like almost like this UK renaissance. Um, everyone's really into their garage music. Everyone's really into jungle at the moment. So mixing, I guess, part footwork, part jungle together doesn't and wouldn't uh, put off an American audience. If, actually, it probably entices them more so to, to, to come and listen. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a really lovely, privileged uh, situation to be in, basically. I'm slightly old and I can very much remember the first wave of jungle. Um, why and I'm delighted, absolutely delighted to see it's having a renaissance. But why? Why do you think that is? Um, I do feel like so. I'm I'm born '93, and you're <laughs> you're laughing. Um, but born '93, and uh, I feel like when hearing it for the first time when young when I was like younger and stuff, I always imagined what the parties would be like, um, and always had my favorite like jungle tunes. Since I got older, I was like, well, I could play these out. Everyone kind of relates to the fact that they really enjoy it really like listening to it same thing with garage as well there's a lot of um tunes obviously that people play but they were never there to actually party with it so i think we've or at least my generation and 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 you know younger are basically used to playing all kinds of music really and not really thinking about it too deeply i don't think there's too many purists amongst us and that means that obviously it's allowed for a lot of renaissance for certain genres like garage, certain genres like uh, jungle, to come and appear, and for people to really champion it and actually be um, happy to like support it, and it's, it's it's nice to be one of the many different people within the scene to push jungle in one way, but then also have my own agenda with regards to like pushing more faster tempos and like rave and all this kind of stuff, just to have fun basically. So um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm fascinated. Was there ever a moment when you thought I'm going to play one genre of music or was it right from the start, like whatever kind of works? So back in the day, I used to play a lot slower stuff. Uh, so it wasn't just like 160 upwards. It was actually um, an amalgamation of Chicago House. Um, I've been obsessed with Chicago from quite a young age. So I feel like that's what stirred me, basically steered me to that direction of obviously getting into footwork and stuff. Um, 
160 element more came in, I, I would say like 2014, 2015, um, where I was solely playing footwork, but it, it I don't know, the, the jungle side has always been in me. And then realizing they were both in the same uh, BPM made me go, oh, wait a minute, these two could probably go together. Just providing I found the right two songs to put together. Um, but the likes of, you know, um, obviously Rest in Peace, but yeah, DJ Rashad made that a lot easier because I think listening to his uh, productions allowed for me to open my eyes a little bit about how I listen and view music, um, especially one of his tracks called Dubby uh, with, with with Danny Brown. It made me realise that, yeah, there's so much possibilities basically with mixing and uh, making music that, you yeah, anything's possible basically. Have you played Chicago? I have. I had an amazing time, uh, thanks to uh, Ariel Zatino, uh, um, when she basically booked me for uh, her night in Chicago, and that was for Smart Bar. Um, a very beautiful experience uh, with RP Boo, DJ Phil, uh, Crossfire, DJ Tay, um, and uh, yeah, we we yeah we just basically danced the night away, and I was able to see in real life footwork for the very first time because I had only I didn't realize until then. I'd only really ever seen it on, on YouTube, basically. <laughs> I've never seen it in real life. What's what's it like? Um, well, for myself, it's a very beautiful experience. Uh, and uh, I think you realise the passion and the love that people do have for it. And then it, the, the songs that I was able and very fortunate enough to play, which were mostly RP Boo and DJ Phil productions, um, you, you get it there and there in the moment. And you realise it is very much a release for obviously uh, the people making it and obviously dancing to it. Um, and it's not, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a very outside experience of realising that uh, essentially a group of people or at least over a 20 year, 30 year period have managed to make something so intrinsically emotional and um, something so intrinsically important for, say for instance, their culture that is inadvertently spread out to the likes of Europe, spread out uh, to, to, to various different people to dance to, even though actually it's it's not really there to dance to, it's there to battle, it's there to, 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 to kind of earn and prove your stripes and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, a, a very beautiful experience. Um, something I don't think I could really probably articulate in, in, in the best way possible because it was just so like out of this world. Do you feel you understand the music better having seen that? Um, yes, but I feel like I was always aware and always said, even though the likes of like RP Boo wouldn't necessarily agree, I've always come at it from a European standpoint anyway. So I'm very respectful and understanding of the fact that footwork is not necessarily a genre that technically should be in the space that it's in, in electronic music. Um, and what that music means to say, for instance, people in the South side of Chicago, However, it is a beautiful thing to see someone like RP Boo, who has obviously birthed the genre and obviously created the genre, take it so far and so much so that I can be influenced by it and, and other people around me and other contemporaries can be influenced by it too. I don't obviously know any of the sort of footwork pioneers, but it always seems to me from reading interviews with them, that kind of thing, that they're actually quite happy with other people playing their music and enjoying their music and, and you know, although it is very much a Chicago thing, they're kind of very happy with it going international. Was that the, the kind of impression you got? Oh yeah, I think speaking and being fortunate enough to go back to back with RP Boo, 
who obviously is, you know, people would refer to as obviously the godfather of, of, of footwork. The many stories that he's had with regards to him traveling around with the likes of DJ Richard, DJ Spin, um, uh, the Tech Life crew, obviously, uh, the Outer Tech Life crew, obviously, and just kind of like how special the music has been in other territories is, is like a super amazing thing. And it's, I think, to say, for instance, have someone like him and, and, and have his backing for obviously what I play um, and other people as well, it's, 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 it's super amazing and very like, it's, it's an honor, basically. I think they're super, yeah, RPV is super happy to see it go out and go international because it's something in which Chicago is like, obviously, and can be super proud of. Um, and very intrinsically Chicago, considering obviously the influences with regards to like obviously house and stuff and even outside of it with regards to techno. It, it's just this very special genre in which I don't think, again, I am best speaking about it. I think obviously the Lord, Lord R.P. Boo is, is probably the best person uh, to speak by because yeah, he created it uh, and is, has had a, a lot of support from the likes of obviously, yeah, DJ Rashad, DJ Spim. Um, and you know, even like an unsung hero such as uh, DJ Clent as well, that doesn't necessarily get added to the conversation as much, but should because his his own productions and yeah, kind of footprint on on the genre is is, is really amazing as well. Obviously, the music you play is linked in a way by a BPM because mm-hmm. it's a certain speed. Is there something else that kind of connects everything you play? Is there some element that makes you? That you know you can feel like all the tracks you yeah. play. Well, for me, um, it, there's a genre element which I think is the kind of um, you know when you just look at something, you know, not in a superficial way. I think that's like the wrong word, but you kind of just like look at it and you go, oh, okay, cool, one sixty, that is it. But for me, I'm very proud to represent. I think two music genres plus others which are basically more and are for also the black experience. With regards to footwork and jungle uh, and, and the kind of lineages with, within them, there was very young, you know, black uh, boys, girls making this music. Both parties relate in the sense of being within in a city. Both parties relate in the sense of like, not necessarily having the, the most disposable income to make the music, they just had to make what they could make with whatever they could find and whatever they could buy. Um, and again, it's something as well that kind of gave people a release. Uh, and I think that's something really beautiful to, to, to champion and obviously take it around to different places. Um, been able, fortunate enough to say to, you know, my manager, Harmony, uh, who is joining me on tour now, about how nice it is to basically be able to tour America. It's a very like, it's a, it's a privilege to be able to do so because not many people are able to do so. Um, and to be able to represent the UK in, in, in such a nice way, considering I am also of a similar background, being you know, uh, black, not necessarily from uh, an uh, income where it, you know, there's disposable money to, to, to hand. And then to be able to represent that uh, internationally is, is, is a beautiful thing. So I think that's the other thing that kind of ties into the work that I do is that yes, You've got the BPM side of things and championing anything above 160, but then there's also the beautiful thing that I can actually champion my own lineage uh, and represent my music really well too. It seemed to me, and I might have it wrong, but that you really, really 
grew as a DJ, really became a lot bigger as a DJ during the pandemic. Yes. Which was slightly strange because no one could go out. I mean, was that a slightly weird experience? Like, Because you, you must have, you know, started the pandemic at one level of DJing, it seemed to me. And then when you came out of it, it yeah, was yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Oh. It, was, it was a bit strange because of the fact that, like, obviously... The Boiler Room happened, that was an amazing moment. Um, and I was able to play anything I wanted, really. But I think I definitely needed the pandemic to take stock of what I really was about and what I wanted to do. Um, and I was very fortunate enough that I had opportunities that were there within the, the pandemic to take advantage of. So uh, I had pre-planned anyway a deck mantle mix, which I was able to like really focus on. And uh, unfortunately it did come at a time or at least was released at a time with regards to like BLM. But it was nice to have that mix at least anyway for like a, a, as a, uh, a form of release. Um, and then the, the, the essential mix was just one of the scariest mixes still to this day I've ever recorded, uh, probably top with, 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 with fabric, obviously. Um, I was just going through a lot of different stuff during that period, uh, you know, a loss of a friendship, uh, various different bad things happening within just like interactions and all this kind of stuff. So I needed the essential mix to, again to put a lot of my emotions within that and then uh, channel it into something good, which ultimately ended up being really good. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a very weird thing to be a, one of the very few DJs to have grown a lot more uh, in stature um, but it's a weird one you could never really prove it until you went to a festival and it was nice to go to various different festivals and see people actually come to uh, support and actually be in the front and have a bigger audience from what I would have been you know would, would have had before basically in 2019 so um, I'm very fortunate very lucky that I was able to sit down in pyjamas and, and, and work really hard basically I think I remember seeing a video of you playing like the first festival back after the pandemic, like somewhere in Manchester or Leeds or something. Yeah. And people were absolutely going mad. It was just a lovely thing to see. Yeah, it was. That was my first. So funny story about that. First first gig back, uh, first weekend back, actually, I should say. Um, and yeah, I was in Leeds having a great time. Hoover Sound shirt on. Uh, and I caught COVID straight away because basically it was like so many places that I had gone to. And I never had it before either. Um, but yeah, it was a really nice weekend because it was like, again, everything you've been saying with regards to like getting bigger within the pandemic, I, I saw it there and then that weekend, whereas like some gigs in which I wouldn't necessarily expect too many people to come to all of a sudden were sold out or like all of a sudden people were like really ready to, to see me in person. So again, you know, going back to, um, being fortunate enough to be able to go to the US and actually like tour. It's, it's a very fortunate thing and to have people have fun at the set and stuff like that and see people actually stay there and come. You know, you're coming all the way from the UK and you're playing something very niche. So to have people's trust in, in, in that manner is, is, is super good. And something like the fabric mix or something like the essential mix obviously uh, makes it a lot easier for you, even if they were done over COVID, basically. I want to talk about the fabric mix because yeah. um, when I lived in London many, many years ago, it mm -hmm. was, you know, the club to go to. I love fabric. And for me, you know, a fabric mix was always like a really big mark of like a DJ that, that's really made it. Was an important club for you when you when you were? Oh, yeah. It's it's one of the first, it is the first club I went to when I was 18 and bought a ticket for. Um, and that was like, obviously, yeah, when I turned 18 in September. That, that what, 
11 years ago now. Yeah, 11 years ago. Um, I had a really good time. Sat in chewing gum, but that's okay. Um, and uh, when getting the offer for the fabric mix, I didn't necessarily, I didn't take it too seriously at first because I was a bit like, oh, okay. Like, you know, thumbs up uh, kind of vibe. But when it, we started actually planning it and getting down to it and getting involved with it, I realised actually it's a very serious thing and it actually was actually happening. Um, a, a lot of the stuff that I do, I try not to think about too much because it actually can be quite overwhelming and um, uh, to, to, to reach certain heights in, in such a short space of time. It's like a really beautiful thing, but under the same breath is like, I don't know, yeah, just, just weird. So uh, I'm super uh, privileged and happy to have the mix be out and to come out because of the fact that it's like, it's a, it's a big milestone that I've always wanted and it is the mix that I've always wanted to. So to be satisfied and be happy with it is like a, is yeah is a, is a complete dream come true, and I can't um, can't be any more happy. Basically, you you strike me as being a DJ, and this might sound a bit stupid, but a DJ that really loves DJing, yeah. you know, because um, I think you get some DJs who can be who can be really good, but like you know, they don't love it quite as much. And I get the impression you really really love it, you know, and. Well, what is it? I mean, it's a stupid question. What is it you like so much about it? I like pushing buttons. No, I'm joking. Um, I like being able to play, uh, say, for instance, like different sounds in which people might not necessarily put together. It's not to say like I'm completely playing things which no one ever has done. It, it's not at all like that. I'm, you know, I'm not like the only person that puts uh, footwork and jungle together. But it's really nice to kind of push people's boundaries with like what they think music can be. So it's, you know, looking at the crowd uh, today, there were some people that were very like, not confused, but almost like very much like, oh, wow, I didn't know that these two genres could go together. And oh, okay, cool. Like this person seems like they're from the UK. Cause I was, you know, getting on the mic a few times and they could hear that the, you know, the influences, the many different influences that can be had with, uh, say for instance, 160. 160 doesn't necessarily have to be uh, something which is just footwork related or just jungle related. It's like so many more uh, genres that could be fitted into one single song. And I think that's the, that's the good thing. We're moving in a direction in which people realize that you don't have to be so purist. I can still consider myself purist in, in some sense anyway. Some people might not agree with me, but uh, I consider myself a purist in the sense of like, um, I'm very fixated on the fact that I really love playing music which is above a certain genre, a certain BPM even, and is related to rave culture. Yeah, it's one of those things basically where I think, yeah, I would much prefer to constantly keep pushing pushing boundaries and obviously like changing people's perceptions of what music and what a set can be and what a faster set can be at that too, basically. So yes, I really love DJing to explain everything that I just said, basically. And your debut EP um, came out in 2021. Have you always produced and DJ? No, I did that over lockdown. I'm happy that I learned to produce over lockdown, obviously still working on bits now. Um, the production side of things came about because I just felt super anxious with what was going on. And I just was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn and see what happens. And was really happy with basically like the 160 and the A406 EP. Um, and then also being able to put 
jungle techno as well on, on, on the Fabric Mix, which wasn't even supposed to be on it because I refused uh, to have a track actually on the, on, the, on the Fabric Mix, but it got towards the end of finalizing the mix. And I was like, actually, this does kind of fit in, um, especially after I essentially tested it on the Essential Mix. And then that was like received really well. So like, I, I just think, yeah, it, but production for me has been a really lovely, beautiful release and um, look forward to basically working on more more bits, basically. If I can ask one more thing, because uh, I reckon you want to go dancing again. Um, how- Dance, dance, dancing for uh, a special, basically. So what? Dancing for special right now. Oh. <laughs> do, do, just one more thing, like how, how important is Jungle for British music and the, the history of British music? Oh, it's one of the most um, innovative, uh, creative, uh, forward-thinking music genres of all time. A lot of production techniques, a lot of things in which people don't even realise uh, with regards to basses or, um, say, for instance, pads or this kind of stuff, wouldn't have uh, that if it wasn't for Jungle. I don't think uh, sometimes even Jungle is considered to, to be such a massive part of garage or a massive part of other genres that have come, uh, you know, forward, you know, dubstep, all this kind of stuff, especially when it comes to samples. Um, just, yeah, it, it is just quintessentially British. I think it just ties in really well the, the inner city kind of like living of, of, of the UK. Uh, the kind of rough and ready nature of, of, of the UK. And I think as well, something in which is spoken about lots with regards to like, you know, um, how multicultural the UK is. It is genuinely a depiction of like, actually how multicultural the UK is uh, with regards to like references to dub or, you know, say for instance, both uh, black and uh, South Asian uh, people being able to relate to it so heavily as well because of, say for instance, certain tempos and certain rhythms. Young Singh would be able to explain a lot more about this because um, we've had conversations about this before. But like, yeah, it, it's just, Jungle is a very important genre to UK music and actually is like, just really, really sick. If I could swear, I would, but... You can, you can. No, I, Oh, it, no, it's really, well, it's really fucking sick, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to swear for the whole interview. but. Um, yeah, I, it, it deserves a lot more credit than, than it's due, but I'm happy uh, contemporaries like myself, uh, sorry, contemporaries and I are like doing things to, to try and push the, the, the genre forward in, in a new and, 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 and a good way, basically. A new and fucking sick one. Yeah, oh yeah, swearing, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. So much.